1: In a
0: stinging rebuke to their favorites in the region, the U.S. State Department and its ambassadors, the EU foreign policy apparatus, and even fanboy U.S. Senator Chris Murphy all publicly criticized Kosovo Prime Minister Albin Kirti during a recent flare-up in the north of Kosovo. Many of Kosovo's supporters, mostly folks on the left, were visibly upset and shaken that their primary supporters, the U.S. foreign policy mandarins, would publicly rebuke their puppets in Kosovo, many of them taking to the sphere to decry the, quote, betrayal, unquote, with one apparently ethnic Albanian crying, quote, the first U.S. administration to have cheated and betrayed like only KGB Russia only does, unquote. <laughs> we'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast, I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in
1: Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Tvitan Shalimanov in Skopje, Macedonia, uncomfortably close to Kosovo, as we all know.
0: (laughs) Well, just to, um, let's see, to borrow a phrase from uh, the corporate world, just to level set here. um, I don't know how many of our listeners know. I've I've got a very, very, very long relationship with the Balkans. Actually, I just, you know, my last column was on celebrating 27 years with Macedonia, Mm -hmm. but I first got involved in the Balkans in 1992.
1: (laughs) Uh, It was 1985,
0: and we all wore white hats. (laughs) Exactly. 1992. So, it was, actually, it was Kosovo that that brought me to Macedonia, uh, Mm -hmm. working for a a, a humanitarian group, uh, Mercy Corps, based out of Portland, Mm -hmm. Oregon. Um, And... uh, you know, I was there for a three months. I was in Macedonia, but working in Kosovo for three months in '96, and then of course stayed for you know, seven years, et cetera. But even then, I mean, and you know, this is my my great sin that I have to f- forever walk the earth in in um, in uh, <laughs> repentance uh, for having worked for a a lobby PR lobby firm. I wasn't the lobbyist; I was the PR guy uh, that uh, worked with Dr. Ragova and the LDK mm. in supporting. Kosovo independence in the
1: oh, uh, at early... least it was not the UÇAKA.
0: Yeah, of course not. No, no. This is the peaceful. These were the peaceful people. So you know, yeah, I remember yeah. many dinners and lunches with Rogova. Uh, but we would, you know, we'd we'd bring um, members of the U.S. Congress over to Kosovo, and the entire narrative, uh, and from the State Department as well at that point was good Albanian, bad Serb. Yeah. Um, and that's been the that's been the um, the uh, narrative for a very long time in the region in macedonia of course it is um bad macedonian if macedonian is a rightist good macedonian if yeah. good macedonian is a leftist and bows to dewey um
1: yeah.
0: but uh in kosovo so so yeah so i've been around for a long time i i you know uh the um oh dear i'm, I'm losing it what was i gonna say uh so, and and for some of our listeners, they may not remember, uh, I think, although I think most of our listeners would, so NATO fought a very defensive, I'm using air quotes here, oh. very defensive war against Serbia in 1999, the de facto air force of the uh, Uchika, um, and then, uh, let's see, it was UN Resolution 1244 that kicked in, and then all of a sudden, one day in February in 2008, Kosovo declared independence, and presto, everybody, everybody, a lot of countries... You know, accepted that as uh, yes, they could be, even though UN Resolution 1244 said n- nothing of the sort. Uh, eventually, I think the International Court of Justice ruled in favor of Kosovo. But let's not forget that the International Court of Justice also ruled in favor of Macedonia yeah. on the Greece dispute, <laughs> proving uh, that, uh, I think this is a paraphrase of Voltaire, maybe as one of the other French philosophers proving that the international court of justice is, is neither international in scope nor court nor just. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. and and you know so many and and, and this is the frustrating thing so because so many people point to well you know so so Vladimir Putin has uh, used his, Kosovo as his justification for invading Crimea and taking over.
1: He and says, he's not wrong. Like- Formally he, he did that? I don't really sure uh, remember
0: he's hinted at it. Yeah, he's hinted at it. So he he's not wrong. Show. I mean the, the thing is, Kosovo, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean I, yeah,
1: the Serbs yeah, were salty I mean, about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this. I love it. here just to pluck one sentence out of the mainstream media, here's a Reuters article recently. Quote Kosovo declared independence in two thousand eight, almost a decade after the guerrilla uprising brought it into repressive Serbian rule, unquote. Mm. Well, number one it's much more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah. And they, de- they, they 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 should not have declared independence. I mean, they're still not technically recognized as an independent nation state by the United Nations and others, et cetera. Um but the thing is that we want to talk about or start with here is this whole idea that they are the quote unquote teacher's pet, so to speak. Yeah. Uh amongst um,
1: there amongst have the been some policy. changes in this regard recently. Yes, <laughs>
0: the well, yes. So this, so this, uh, the, what what precipitated this, and the the point of this podcast, I think this is one fifty six of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast, recording on Monday, June the fifth, two thousand twenty three, was this flare up in in the north part of Kosovo, north part of North Mitrovica, I guess, where um, they they had the, the the Kosovo government had local elections for mayors, the Serbs boycotted. Uh, the ethnic Albanians were elected mayors with the tiniest percentage of votes, three percent, something like that, uh, mm. which then precipitated this uh, these riots. Uh, Kosovo um, troops were injured, media, etc. And uh, now the the collective West is dumping on Albin Kurti, saying you you ignored our advice, you shouldn't have done these held these elections. Now we're going to sanction you on all these levels. And then our friends uh, on the uh, mostly on the left are. A crying. Here's Toby, Toby Vogel. I think we've had some run-ins mm. with him, Svet, and you and me. He yep. says, canceling Kosovo's participation in Defender 23 is really is a really grown-up way to register disagreement. The sort of thing I'd expect from Grinnell, not the Biden administration. Mm. Grinnell referring to Richard Grinnell and the Trump administration. So, yep. you can find these quotes all over the place. Um, so, no. yeah.
1: D- Daniel, what was his name? Uh, he was very angry. Um, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Server, he was very, yep. very, very angry at this.
0: Here's a uh, uh, Chris, Senator Chris Murphy, fanboy Chris Murphy. I, mean. I am a good friend of Kosovo. By I reiterated my belief that Kosovo must de-escalate the situation in northern Kosovo or risk the possibility of losing personal support. That's actually yeah. that's not nothing, as uh, as our British friends would say. So,
1: yeah, he, uh, for example, Murphy has uh, always been known for the large Albanian community in Connecticut, which he. Likes to represent, and he's always been a very strong supporter of the Albanians. So yep. for him to come out uh, in this way, attacking, accusing Kosovo of provoking the Serbs, this is really unheard it, of. We haven't it, seen these people talk this way about the Albanians in it, ever. It,
0: it, it, well, exactly, except now, no, no, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blast from the past here, and I've got to write about this. Before me, I am reading from the Committee on Foreign Relations, United States Senate, 107th Congress, first session, June 13, 2001. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So this is now the late Senator Jesse Helms, peace be upon him, uh, was the chairman of the committee at that time. This is when Pardue was around, remember him? Okay. So this is a committee, this is the Committee of Foreign Affairs of the United States Senate in 2001. This is during the middle, just to set the stage, this is during the middle of the, um, this... The war that Ali Fehmi mm-hmm. started in Koso- in uh, Macedonia, yep. um, and here is Senator Helms is asking James Pardue, Ambassador Pardue at the time, you know, what was the reason for this flare-up? And Ar- okay. Pardue says the Macedonian government was working in an ongoing dialogue with the Albanian community at this time. This fighting broke out. That process was not moving rapidly enough in either our view or the view of the Albanian community. I think this conflict has heightened the awareness that the government needs to make actions. So, Pardue basically said there that the Macedonian government realized there were some inequities, inequalities to pluck words oh. from today, and but they were in a dialogue. And then the Albanians, led by Ali Akhmeti, basically started a war to get, yep. quote-unquote, the rights. Although, although Ali Akhmeti said that they were... Fighting a war to remove Slavs from the territory, but that's, yeah, that was that exactly. was his first month, and then he changed his tune. So, uh,
1: yeah, but these would be then, very rare cases where American diplomats would say that the Albanians are yes. wrong, and yeah. then the, even if they would say this from time to time, there would be zero follow up to this. Right? They would, they would never na- take the side of uh, exactly. a and then, uh, of somebody else against the Albanians. Yeah.
0: Now, now, but th- th- this next is great. So this is Senator Torcelli. Torcelli. Uh, I uh-huh. think he was in New Jersey. Um, so he says, uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, Senator Holmes. And then Senator Torcelli asks Ambassador Pardue. he says, Ambassador, looking at this historically, from the perspective of 20 years forward, so this is in 2001, so that uh-huh. would be now, okay. from the perspective of 20 years forward, will people be harsh with the United States that our policies in Kosovo and Serbia generally participated in raising unrealistically Albanian expectations, oh, which okay. unwittingly and unfortunately may have fueled further may further fueled the problems. Oh, interesting. It is fascinating. So and then he Pardue answers, and then Torcelli comes back, I'm not disputing that. But my question is on the perception of Albanians who have unfortunately mm-hmm. now given themselves to violence and terrorist operations. Aha. Could it be argued out of the current context that they have the unfortunate misplaced perception that this was an opportunity for them?
1: Well, it interesting. Was not, uh, misplaced. It was a very well-placed <laughs> perception well, that they have a right. great opportunity, but we'll, uh, for the first time ever now in the past few weeks, we see that it might cost them. It might come as, uh, at a cost uh, if all these comments we are hearing about Kosovo are now suddenly sincere because what happened was that uh, there was a deal made between uh, Serbia and Kosovo in which uh, the U.S. pushed very strong on Kosovo to accept uh, the terms of the deal, which includes that a very small portion of their territory, uh, rural, not very densely populated, uh, geographically compact northern corner of the country, uh, which has four municipalities, three rural municipalities and uh, the north of Mitrovica uh, northern half of the city are uh, formed into a association of Albanian of, of Serbian majority communities with some uh, practical uh, matters of local self-government in which they can cooperate like education and stuff but obviously the Kosovars know very well that uh, seeing how this worked out in uh, Bosnia that the Serbs created uh, practically their own state on half the territory of Bosnia, they fear that this small piece of uh, Kosovo may eventually secede, and this will be like a consolation prize for Serbia, if Serbia is forced to recognize the independence of Kosovo in the future, or or this will be a frozen conflict, something that Serbia will dangle over them, maybe deploy its own troops there after a few years during some crisis, uh, and so on. So the... Albanians who gained uh, the territory of Kosovo through secession, armed secession, now fear that they will have a repeat of uh, this, of, of armed secession on a very small piece of their territory. But more than the territory, it's the possibility that this will cause war between Albanians and Serbs again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What the American uh, diplomats who supported this deal and... They come in all shapes and sizes, including the Trump administration, which was very close to a deal like this uh, during this famous uh, uh, Trump summit uh, between, um, what was it, Vucic and uh, Tachi. Taci was charged mid-flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the idea was that this, this was going to include uh, dividing Kosovo, a partition of Kosovo in exchange for Serbia, uh, accepting it in some form that it's some kind of an independent country. It was uh, wildly reported that uh, uh, former EU uh, diplomatic chief uh, Mogherini was also behind this deal. That the Commission, in general, the European Commission in general, was in favor of this, then Merkel had to intervene to stop this this deal on her end. So this is not a new proposal. Uh, So this was supported by the Trumps for a while. Uh, And then uh, now it's apparently supported by uh, the current American ambassador in Belgrade, Chris Hill, who is very experienced regional hand and who is apparently Mm. having some idea of a grand uh, deal with Serbia that uh, would... uh, not maybe not so much uh, aimed to recognize kosovo but more aimed to bring serbia to the western camp to have serbia uh, cut its ties with russia mm-hmm. the, close the russian uh, kind of like a military base in serbia uh, stop relying on russian uh, security guarantees support in the united nations stop the favorable trade uh, regiment with the Russia in gas and Serbian industrial and agricultural exports and become a good, loyal NATO soldier in the Balkans.
0: Right. Uh, Although I think it is... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's I think it's um, Serbia's policy under the current government, Vucic, to not join NATO. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, sure. But become a good Western... Yeah. Maybe partnership for peace and... Uh, Allying its foreign policy with the EU, maybe uh, be rewarded with some steps towards joining the EU in exchange for all this. But it's a huge... We've discussed this a couple of times in this podcast. Mm. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I suppose that the deal looks like this. You are um, going to get... Uh, you have to recognize Kosovo, allow it to join the Council of Europe, maybe the United Nations, even though it's difficult with... Serbia with Russia and China, uh, then um, it may be allowed to join NATO. Who knows, in the future. Uh, but in any case, just relinquish uh, any idea of uh, control over the rest of Kosovo, other than this small piece at the north, and also um, lose your sovereignty, lose your uh, chance to pick your, you know, global protectors and. Uh, Uh, global alliances. Uh, And uh, in exchange, you will get uh, uh, the West to stop interfering in uh, Serbian politics and Serbian interests in Bosnia. So practically you get half of Bosnia uh, under Serbian control. You will get... uh, Serbia would get uh, influence in Montenegro. Uh, Much of the country is... uh, uh, People there identify as Serbs, so maybe this would mean even access to the sea coast again, which was denied Serbia mm. Uh, mm. after the uh, Kosovo War and the partition of uh, secession of uh, Montenegro. It would probably get controlling stake uh, uh, or significant influence in the eastern part of Macedonia, uh, which is no longer. Uh, Independent sovereign, uh, subjects, decision-making subject in the Balkans. It's now on the menu. It's up for up for grabs between Albanians and somebody else. Mm. Um, and uh, this would be the this is the carrot for, for Serbia, the stick for Serbia. If it refuses this plan and if it continues to ally itself with uh, Russia, is probably that the United States will continue uh, the colored revolution. Uh, treatment of Serbia, uh, continue funding and instigating protests, uh, supporting the opposition against uh, Serbian President Vucic, which is now uh, holding massive protests after this horrific uh, school shooting in, uh, Mm -hmm. in Belgrade. And the speed with which this shooting turned into... Uh, massive political protests is also raising a lot of eyebrows. I'm going to stop commenting <laughs> at that. Uh, then uh, the threat would probably be that uh, in Kosovo the Serbs will see something that was happening this past uh, uh, d- during this incident, uh, would see deployment of Kosovo army and police into the north of Kosovo, intimidating, expelling Serbs. This is something that, uh, you know, Serbia would have to react militarily if it wants to stop this. And uh, if the United States stands with Kosovo in this deal, uh, in this uh, situation, then Serbia would have a very difficult time uh, doing this, protecting its own people from the Albanians in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would uh, be told that uh, maybe even the Serbs in strategic parts in Bosnia, like the Berčko city which oh, yeah. uh, connects the two parts of, uh, two Serbian parts of uh, of Bosnia could be under some pressure from the Bosniaks. Uh, and you know, it's not, not very, not that unimaginable in Europe now that if you side with Russia, that you will have uh, you will be attacked. And that uh, as a nation, like uh, Russian minorities, like for example in Moldova, the, the Russians living there, uh, and that uh, nobody will come to help you. There will be no, uh, nobody in Europe will um, stand with you. It's not very unimaginable that Serbs in Bosnia or whatever remains in Croatia, if uh, things go bad, that uh, Vucic, that the Serbian government could be pressured with this, with uh, attacks mm-hmm. on their people in the region and uh, them being told that they cannot intervene and help them. Um there is a large Muslim uh, area in Serbia remaining there, uh, Sanjak. Serbia mm-hmm. could face insurgency there. So these are all the, the threats that I'm sure Ambassador Hill is making at Vucic when they're discussing this uh, uh, proposal, which has been, it's not just my, my imagining this, it's uh, something that uh, Serbian politicians, journalists have said is what they're being offered at the moment. And importantly for for the uh, title of this podcast is that um, Serbia is probably promised uh, this control of uh, Macedonia, of the eastern part of Macedonia, while obviously the Albanians will have controlling stake on the western part of uh, Macedonia. But if the Serbs do not agree to the plan, um, they would... uh, Bulgaria is here, too, (laughs) for sloppy seconds. They they, they would very much like to have this uh, uh, chance to become the controlling uh, influence in the eastern part of North Macedonia.
0: (laughs) Now, it's, yeah, talk about directions there, uh, geographical directions. And just to be clear, when you say controlling, you mean... Influence. You said influence there as well too. You didn't mean. It
1: doesn't have not, to be hard. They're not, not going to be immediately
0: yeah, f- fascist occupiers like the Bulgarians were during World War Two.
1: It doesn't um, mean immediately dividing the country, but it would right. mean business, intelligence, politics, culture, etc. And uh, Serbia already has a lot of cultural and economic and uh, influence in terms of security services uh, uh, over Macedonia. We told you know our. Us going back so long in Yugoslavia, and so on. Uh, so, um, yeah, this would, would it would not take much for for Serbia to even formally assume the role of protector of Macedonians of uh, the Christian uh, Slavic part of Macedonia.
0: Well, if I, I think you're you're pretty much spot on in that, I might quibble on the margins with you on some of those things, but mm-hmm. if If leaders in the in Sodisa in Macedonia, or even just rank and file, or even regional, they don't need to be in the at the at the national level, but you know, Mm. cities and whatnot. If they finally stood up for Macedonian interests, I don't think you would have be faced with this. the The problem is that the 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 rank and file of Sodisa have acquiesced or given up, uh, or they're just lethargic or whatever in terms of defending. Macedonian interests and have given everything over to the leadership of CITASO, which has in turn uh, handed that over to uh, Prime Minister um, uh, Artan Grubi. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and, and that's, you know, that's, you know, Macedonia is not unique in that case. I think other countries have similar situations like this. So, but for, for Macedonia, which has been threatened for a long time and is still under threat, its identity, etc. Um, all we can do is encourage and talk about these things and, and raise these points. Um,
1: so, yes, so some are psychologically incapable of standing up for themselves and yeah. for our country. They they can stand up for their personal interests. Like uh, they they would follow the line of uh, whoever you know is in charge in the Balkans at the moment, and they will ask just to be allowed to remain in power and some personal business interests, uh, stuff like that, to be allowed to be corrupt without mm. too much uh, interference. They, w- they were like this in uh, Yugoslavia. They were the loyal servants of Belgrade. They have proven very capable of uh, adapting themselves to uh, now the American-led, American-run Balkans by promising, offering to be the good, loyal soldiers of Washington in the region, even if it means that we have to accept uh, and uh, do the bidding of Albanians in the country, you know, implement everything they want. Then the Greeks, now mm. the Bulgarian demands, they just don't, don't have, a, uh, you know, the sovereignty gene in themselves. Mm. They're just us.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. Well, yeah, again, you know, CITOSEM, to use the full acronym, worthy... The, the League of Communists of Macedonia before nineteen ninety one, oh. so and Ali Achmeti, of course, is a Marxist Leninist, um, oh. probably slightly reformed from that, but, but more of a just a, a, a freelance thug and criminal. Uh, oh. and so, um, and Alban Kurti, uh, to go back to, to Kosovo, is a um, I think it's important to remember he so Kurti voted in the elections in the Republic of Albania. As well as elections in Kosovo, so which is bizarre. Um, you, you can't do that. So it's
1: if, dual citizenship. You it's mean. dual
0: citizenship. Yeah,
1: and yeah, I'm sure he does.
0: Yeah, and well, he was. I remember him. He was criticized for um, by a lot of people uh-huh. for, for voting in Albania. You know, he's the prime minister of our, of Kosovo, and he's voting in Albania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So This <laughs> is kind of wait a second. You know, which you know it doesn't do much to dampen the um, mm. the 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 still talk from now and then of uh, about Greater Albania.
1: Well, maybe he wanted to vote for the Berisha party there in Albania because, you know, this is the other very interesting development. Mm. Uh, never mind that uh, for the first time ever American diplomats are criticizing Kosovo. Um, we have Albania criticizing Kosovo a lot. Albanian mm. Prime Minister Redi Rama is extremely critical of uh, Kurti. Mm. uh He's openly supportive of the other parties in Albania, the Tachi party, especially the Haradinaj party to come back, take over and continue, they're accusing, uh, so Albanians are accusing uh, Albin Kurti of this unprecedented undermining of the Kosovar relationship with the American diplomatic corps. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they say that the country obviously cannot survive long if uh, it's not on uh, good footing with um, the Americans. Yeah. Now, the other end of this uh, coin is that if Serbia gets controlling stake over the north of Kosovo and Bosnia and Montenegro, seems that the other part of this arrangement is that Albania gets controlling stake of Kosovo, of most of Kosovo, and obviously of Western Macedonia. Mm. So uh, Albin Kurt is now practically the sovereignist, politician sovereignist power Mm -hmm. in uh, Kosovo, while um, Edirama wants to undermine him. Edirama wants to do away with him and practically roll Kosovo into a greater Albania hmm. this is what uh, so not only serbia stands to gain from this but uh, serbia's loss uh, in terms of kosovo in terms of giving up kosovo will not be kosovo toward kosovo sovereignty but actually toward a greater albania this, we have discussed also this a lot in this podcast because it's part of this inexplicable project of uh, Open Balkan, which was strongly supported by some American diplomats, criticized by others, and strongly supported by the young Soros. Who uh, was uh, just we, in the region,
0: so again.
1: Yeah, he's always yeah. here. Yeah. So. That we bring uh, Serbia and Albania together for some reason into a economic uh, union, mm-hmm. uh, and then bring Kosovo and uh, Bosnia and Macedonia, and Macedonia is the only country of these smaller countries, which are on the menu, which are not invited to to the dinner, but are part of the menu, which agreed to this project. And and Zoranzaev, we agreed to be part of this deal, even though both Bosnians, Montenegrins, and especially Kosovars were saying, this is crazy, this is going to end badly for all of us, why would we integrate with Serbia? Uh, What are we doing here? And... um, we would all be put in a type of an economic union, a Schengen, free travel, free movement, uh, uh, no work permit regime uh, in the Balkans. But then within this, probably it's imagined that uh, this would be a a convenient vehicle for the future which I described, uh, to have Serbian and Albanian companies Politicians, uh, security services, etc., partition the uh, Muslim and the in the in the Orthodox parts of the Balkans between themselves, uh, entrench their influence uh, beyond their borders of Serbia, yeah. of uh, and Albania, and then at an opportune moment, this soft partition will be made actual partition.
0: This this is a let, let let's go back 22 years ago, this very month to that foreign policy hearing I was just quoting from again. Mm -hmm. This is Senator Torricelli asking Ambassador James Pardue uh, some questions and so Torricelli says sometimes in this country, meaning the United States sometimes in this country in deciding policies, the repercussions of them, the opportunities for the parties involved to misinterpret and miscalculate are enormous. So he's here he's talking about, this is a hearing on Macedonia this is the uh, NLA um mistakenly or not, uh, looking Mm. at policies emanating from Washington, D.C., and thinking, ah, they, Washington, supports us, the NLA, Mm. in our actions. Torcelli, the chairman, Senator Helms, the chairman asked you to define if there was a unifying set of objectives in the KLA. This is the... the, Now, he's talking about... He says KLA here. He must have meant the NLA. Uh, Mm -hmm. To the extent that they exist, the unifying objectives, and you are to impose them on a map of region, could you describe what that would look like? Ambassador Pardue? For those extremists (laughs) in the Albanian community that believe in a greater Albania, it includes all the territory where Albanians live. And that includes southern Serbia, Mm -hmm. part of Macedonia, Albania, Kosovo, and Senator Torricelli interjects. I take it almost all of Kosovo and parts of southern Serbia. And define for me how much of Macedonia would be in that, Ambassador Pardue. Well, probably the northern, at least third, maybe more. But when you get very large pockets okay. of Albanian citizens inside of Macedonia, which is a falsity, they're, they're not Albanian citizens, they're Macedonian citizens. Okay. <laughs> uh, for example, the capital of alone has probably 200,000 Albanians that live there. So this is the problem with all these proposers to draw lines on these maps. There is no clean line that, Senator Torcelli. Well, yeah. if we are sitting in the KLA, he means NLA, headquarters, and every headquarters has a map on the wall to rally their forces. Their map would include Kosovo, southern Serbia, at least the northwest of Macedonia, and potential some non-contiguous areas in Macedonia. Ambassador Pardue, mm-hmm. Probably in the minds of some. I doubt that these guys have thought through it that far, and they certainly did not succeed in southern oh, they Serbia. Have, they have.
1: <laughs> they have thought through it. Yeah. That's well, all they th- think about. Yes.
0: I know. Well, Ambassador Pardue is, is, uh, is finally paying for his sins uh, because he is dead mm-hmm. and buried. Six feet underground and probably in hell, um, mm. but again, this just points to a couple of things we've been talking about through this, through our talk here, uh, this morning, your afternoon. Of um, number one, the the narrative has been from Washington, from the State Department, and largely in concert with the European Union. The narrative has been, uh, good Albanians, everybody else is bad, uh, yeah. and and the. Ethnic Albanians in the region, whether they were in Kosovo or Macedonia in Kosovo ninety nine or even before, or Macedonia two thousand one or today, have said, Washington supports us, we can do no wrong. Let's mm. let's just grab the guns and go for it. And now they're getting yeah. some pushback, blowback, which has kind of certainly unsettled some of our friends on the left who the fanboys that, that think that that have bought into the narrative that Albanians are good, yeah. everybody else bad. So you know and it's just something that um yeah i you know how do you get out of this i don't know you, know, you made you made uh, some inter- interesting points about you know what the what the end goal might be with getting rid of Kirti and and um getting vucic to come back into the quote unquote um, western camp but we'll see
1: yeah do do you have a theory why was uh, the united states so uh uh eager to support Albanians, and for so long, I mean, okay, you, you said that, for example, you were at some point uh, hired uh, uh, in this. W- w- was there like an, where was this coming from? How did this become such a such a strong cause for American uh, foreign, foreign policy? For I have people?
0: grappled with that question for, for over 25, for over a quarter of a century, <laughs> mm. and I'm not sure. I mean, so you, 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 you trace it back to the breakup of Yugoslavia. So you, yeah. you had Slovenia got off with the 10-day war. Uh, Croatia, their war with Serbia, Montenegro, what was rump Yugoslavia at the time, a little bit longer. Yeah. Bosnia, of course, was the, uh, the really bloody one. Um,
1: and yeah. the
0: Bosnians were largely, uh, Bos- Bosniaks were largely Muslim. Now, this is, two- this is 1992 to 1995, roughly. When um, when Hillary Clinton flew into Bosnia and came under sniper fire, lie. So and so long before two thousand one, uh, when you know when everything changed and um, uh, you know the United States, I think actively tried to show Muslims around the world that they were their friends, etc. Um, mm. So you know I, I I don't know if it's a religious thing. Um, But with the Albanians, I've just never been able to get my head wrapped around it. I I haven't got a good answer for you
1: you on that. I don't deny, obviously, that the Serbs did uh, horrible crimes in Bosnia and that Kosovo was largely their fault. Uh, Even though, you know, we had a lot of... uh, It's not picnic living with uh, a growing Muslim population in Kosovo for the Christian people there. I mean, we know this from experience in Macedonia. But, of course, the Serbs had the military, had the police, and... Um the violence was coming uh you know they, they had the responsibility to maintain law and order in this territory. they should have done this politically they should have done this with demographic policies with development policies di- different way sure. but uh okay i mean obviously Serbs did horrible things and they had to be stopped but to have this conversation in twenty twenty three mm. and that uh until now Kosovo, the Albanians were undisputed uh, darlings of, uh, of, the, of the U.S. foreign policy establishment from both parties. We had politicians <clears throat> from the Republican Party. It's not only the Clintons, it's not just the Albrights, uh, that uh, the U.S. would take their side, uh, even over the side of sympathetic uh, other nations, when, when the Albanians were obviously in the wrong such as such in the case of macedonia in 2001 and again in 2015 when we were again attacked from kosovo and nobody was held responsible in kosovo over this uh, by the americans uh, in fact we pretty much understand that the u.s was looking favorably at this at the kumanov attack as it mm-hmm. was trying to bring down gruevsky mm-hmm. if not directly phoning in right. calling them and telling them do something uh, um so uh, yeah, it, it's easy for an Albanian to get a delusion of grandeur, right. if the US is so uh, without discrimination on their side. Now we would have theories like, well, they're they're buying American diplomats with drugs, with uh, organs for sale. They are. Well,
0: sorry. No, sorry. Or or it could be you know, I always, I always like to make a comparison between say the, the Albanian mafia and the Russian mafia. The Russian mafia will just kill you. The Albanian mafia will kill you, cut off your head, and send it to your mother. Uh, So (laughs) they're, they're, you know, in some ways, they're much more fearsome, or at least they they portray themselves as much more fearsome. Um, There's that. There's the Huntingtonian view of the class of civilizations Mm. uh, and, you know, the fault lines between Muslim East and and Orthodox Christian Mm. West. And you go back just 100 and, what, 120, 140 years and you look at the Ottoman Empire, the sick man of Europe, and the various European powers were often feuding more with themselves than with Turkey or the yep. Ottoman Empire yep. back then. And, you know, yep. they were siding with them. Why? I, I, I don't know exactly. But I wanted to go back to your point about, yes, the Serbs committed horrible atrocities in, in Bosnia and in Kosovo. But the other issue, you, you have to kind of go back to the origins of the, the KLA, the Uchika, the so-called Kosovo Liberation yep. Army. And that they were running so they were tired of Rogova's peaceful efforts to try and, and, and get, you know, independence or at least a t- more autonomy because it had been revoked, I think, yeah. in 89 by Milosevic. Oh, yeah, June, June 28, 1989, um, Battle of kosovo mm-hmm. Uh So, so the, the so-called KLA was running around the territory of Kosovo. So this is, you know, part of Rump, Yugoslavia. And they were declaring, they would do attacks on Serbian police or military, and then they would declare yeah. this to be free territory. Now, no country in the world is going to allow that to happen. You can't just yep. run around and, 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 and kill, you know, um, members of the, the armed forces or police, interior, ministry, or whatever, and then declare. Yep. So the, But the, the, there were two problems. The Serbs would come in with overwhelming force. And then number two, the Albanians would cluster in homes and places with their women and children now no, i'm not no. suggesting that that is a muslim thing uh because women and children aren't as valued in the muslim culture uh could be perhaps um i think i'm going to get some blowback from some people we know on that statement but that's okay mm. uh i believe it uh and so you know the women and children were then killed i mean you know the the patron saint of the kla is uh was his name adam yashari yeah so um, yeah. So yeah, the disproportional um but there's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, there were lots of Serbs, Roma, um even ethnic Albanians in Kosovo that were considered collaborators with the Serbs were yep. killed by the uh, the KLA uh during and after, especially after the war of over, after mm-hmm. the Kumanovo agreement in June of 19 or of 2001. Um Yep. So, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around. Uh, it, it could have been worked out differently. It didn't. And, yes, so the Albanians became the Darlings. But now maybe something's changing. Um, I don't know. It's, I think I think we're not going to come to any conclusions in this podcast or, or this year. <laughs> it's it's yeah. going to continue to unfold, and we'll see. So Escobar, uh, Gabriel Escobar and his European counterpart, I think, are in Kosovo today. Again, this is Monday, June 5. Um, mm. And uh, trying to knock heads together, I guess. Mm. So we'll see what comes I think yeah, I, it will, I think, yeah. I th- sorry, I think Curti has pledged to withdraw the mayors and hold early elections.
1: Yeah, that's the simple yeah. answer. They just, they obviously do not get legitimacy. Right. Albanian mayor selected with 50 votes in a yeah. majority Serbian part of the country after boycott. And then trying to have them installed by force. Uh, uh, that That's a given. Yeah, um, Yeah. I mean, they will not lose anything, really. It's just a small part of the country. It has a lot of... It has an important water reservoir. It touches on the mineral wealth, but it's, I don't think it's going to be decisive on the main mineral wealth in Kosovo. They will, if they are compensated for this, they will gain a lot more because, you know, we have... Kosovo is outraged that the U.S. is coming and ordering them to form a, an association of Serbian municipalities in Kosovo. They say this is going to lead to secession. This will make our country unworkable. This is going to be a territorial solution, um, like in Bosnia. At the same time, Kosovo president uh, Vyosa Osmani was in Macedonia like mm. uh, a few weeks right. ago, and she went to Tetovo and she organized a meeting of all, as she said, Albanian mayors or mayors of Albanian municipalities in Macedonia. So she was doing the same thing, uh, promoting cooperation between municipalities, which are majority Albanian in Macedonia, except in a much grander scale. It's much, much more territory, much more valuable territory. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they will not be, they might be even provoking this confrontation they will lose the confrontation, they will lose this territory, but then they will say, okay, the next logical step is, if we are being consistent, uh, is that we ask for the similar solution in in Macedonia. We will absolutely have an association of Albanian municipalities in Macedonia as the next step. Some were talking in Macedonia that the next step of the solution would be like creating a... Uh, two-chambered parliament. so then right. the upper chamber would represent uh, regions, territories. This would be like more logical now, next step, an association of the Albanian mayors of the Albanian municipalities in Macedonia that will coordinate issues on uh, healthcare education and then maybe some, they will say maybe, preparedness to respond to you know, firefighters and uh, preparedness to respond to landslides and other disasters. And this will then be brought into like a territorial guard units of some kind. And then one thing leads to another. Um, And what's worse now at this point, Macedonians, I think, would actually welcome this situation because we have Albanian first deputy prime minister or actual prime minister, as you said. We have Albanian speaker of parliament. We have Albanian finance minister and minister in charge of public administration. These two put together mean public sector employment, Mm. Yeah, uh, we have Albanian foreign minister and deputy foreign minister negotiating on the Macedonian identity with Bulgaria. So all the key positions which Albanians could not dream of holding under Gruevski, they now hold uh, and exert absolute power. Albanian negotiates the Bechtel deal with the U.S. embassy. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm asking the question why are the Americans supportive of the Albanians, but yeah. <laughs> in this. Uh, unprincipled, uh, no questions asked way, but we have Philip Riker now working for effectively an Albanian lobbying firm Madeleine Albright, the Albright group. Uh, we have uh, uh, the Albanian party in Macedonia giving to, an, to the American Bechtel company uh, a highway contract of 1.3 billion, which will easily grow to two 2.5 billion mm-hmm. as it advances. So Albanians are currently bribing American diplomats in Macedonia with Macedonian public funds, (laughs) (laughs) who everybody contributes to. This is, yeah, this is uh, we're doing it to ourselves sometimes.
0: Well, maybe so. So the lesson then is Macedonians should be more corrupt than the Albanians in terms of the gifts that they give to the Americans, the American State Department. Yeah.
1: yeah. So
0: so Angela (laughs) Angela Aguilar, ambassador U.S. ambassador to Macedonia. I think that the Macedon. Since you talk about corruption all the time, but you, I mean, you, you like to talk, but there's nothing coming out of your mouth other than words. Uh mm. so uh, maybe, maybe the if the Macedonians are, are name your price. What's that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: name your price. Yeah, name
0: your price exactly what do you want angela uh, so no. uh, can can the macedonians be more corrupt and then you'll be, be a little more favorable yeah, towards yeah. them so uh, <laughs> yeah. same thing with the europeans so david greer uh, yeah. we learned our lesson we, we, <laughs> we can, what, what, whatever it <laughs> oh dear oh we're cynics that's okay so
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway uh no, but it's really an amazing uh, story i mean okay i understand that the U.S. put together like, an infrastructure to bring down the Serbian government for good reason, not the Milošević government. And this included cigarette smuggling from Montenegro. You had to fund uh, the activities of everybody involved. Mm-hmm. This included paramilitaries. This included getting uh, senators and congressmen to support this uh, whole project. And you can't just, after the goal is accomplished in uh, Serbia in, 20, in 2000, mm-hmm. with the fall of Milošević, You can't just dismantle all this and tell, you know, the Uchaka fighters, okay, now you go back to your fields, to your tomato patch and uh, be farmers again. You can't tell the lobbyists and intelligence agents and uh, everybody, okay, now you're no longer, you know, uh, supporting the Albanian cause against Serbia. Now we have to bring Serbia back from the cold. It takes time to demobilize this whole... Instruments, all these instruments which you put in place for to bring down Milosevic, and Macedonia was the first collateral victim of this. Uh, these instruments that once Milosevic was gone, they had nowhere to be pointed to, but the money was still flowing, the people were still in place, uh, and uh, okay, what else are we going to do with all this uh, infrastructure? And uh, they turned to Macedonia, uh, but at some point you know, it's been going on for so long mm. and it's it has the potential to cause so much damage in the region. So we have crazy situations. I, I was listening to Edward Joseph, who is the uh, preeminent example of all this uh, uh, American interference agents, uh, regime change, mm-hmm. intelligence mm-hmm. people, Albanian uh, lobbyists, as we call them usually here, who says, uh, turn to Greece, you know, as a country, you need to... uh, You need to ally yourselves with Kosovo and with Greece, U.S. Macedonia, because these two countries are now afraid uh, of uh, border changes in the region, Mm. while other countries are not. So Serbia is not afraid of border change. It can gain from all this. Mm. Uh, It already lost, but it could realistically lose, maybe Sanjak, but then it can gain a lot in terms of Bosnia and uh, Montenegro and Macedonia. Um, Albania obviously is not afraid of border changes. It can gain Kosovo and half of Macedonia. Bulgaria is looking. Maybe it can, it can swoop in. He didn't mention Bulgaria, but it can swoop in um, on Macedonia. Right. But he says Kosovo is afraid to the extent that they have sovereignist politicians there, sovereignist powers, and uh, who who do not want to become second fiddle to Albania in uh, Greater Albania. And uh, Greece is afraid now that uh, it has taken a lot of land from everybody in the region, from Bulgaria, Turkey, Macedonia, Albania. And if we have a new shuffling of the deck, Greece is afraid that it will be on the losing side. Mm. So you need to ally yourselves with these two countries because all hell can break loose from what... And you know, he's very critical, he says, what these people in... Uh, the U.S. diplomacy, he he would point out initially to Escobar. Now they have patched things up, at least uh, uh, publicly. But obviously this deal is still being pushed to bring in Serbia on the western side and to give it uh, north Kosovo. So, you know, he says, uh, um, so so we have practically um, maybe two currents within the U.S. uh, foreign policy apparatus. One trying to maybe like uh, 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 embodied in Chris Hill, trying to bring Serbia to the West and willing to make huge concessions to Serbia for this, for the huge requests they have from Serbia. Mm-hmm. And the other, which wants to protect Kosovo, doesn't want to, wants to fight Serbia to the end. Um, maybe, you know, it's, I'm not sure when we're seeing. Uh, the contours of a deal with Serbia shaping up and at the same time huge Western-supported protests in Belgrade. Right. So is this uh, maybe Chris Hill trying to keep maintain pressure on Vucic while they're trying to make a deal? Uh, Vucic actually resigned from the position of party leader, uh, trying to placate the protesters. So, you know, he may be ousted while an attempt for a deal is made. So maybe it's a different current in the State Department, in the U.S. diplomacy, trying to bring him down and stop this deal from happening, just like they charged Hashem Tachi at the key moment when Trump was trying to make this deal. So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's two, uh, two-tracked uh, policy towards Serbia, I guess. Yeah. And it could be resolved at the moment while we're recording. Apparently the Ukrainians <laughs> are on the move and it could all be resolved by the outcome, I guess, of this uh, fight in uh, Zaporozhye. Ah, uh, yes. Whichever side wins, well, oh yeah. Uh, if, uh, well... I mean, I'm sure Serbia was going to make a move if, uh, if Putin had entered Odessa last year, as he was hoping, uh, without much uh, problem, then I'm pretty sure Serbia would have made some move Uh, with all these territories which I'm outlining without, uh, you know, talking to the Americans. Just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it would be a game changer if, I don't know, the Russian army reaches Romania, the border with Romania in... uh, had reached the border last Mm -hmm. year or reaches it in the near future. It would be a game changer if, uh, you know, if uh, the Ukrainians actually win this fight. So... um, well, yeah. yeah. I don't on
0: on on that note, and I know we're running long here, so we should probably wrap it up. Um, yeah. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that war is going to be ending anytime soon. So uh, we uh, mm. we can uh, unfortunately, unfortunately so. yes. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, let's let's call that a let's let's call that a, a, a day, a, a podcast, an episode, and um, monitor it and see where you know in a couple of weeks we will come back and sit down and see where we is
1: and uh, go from there. Yeah. You know. If I'm not in a bomb nah, you again. won't be. You won't be. Come on,
0: man. Come on, man.
1: So. Yeah, we will. We, we will probably capitulate in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever comes comes knocking on our door. We'll see. Is it the, if it's the Albanians or the Serbs, well. uh, or the Bulgarians, we'll just <laughs> roll over to wait. Hopefully not. Hopefully
0: not. Courage, man. Courage. So <laughs> go have a drink. So yeah, yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> it's, you can there. I'm still yeah. I still haven't had breakfast here. It's still morning. So uh anyway. Yeah. All right. Hey, that yeah. was a that was a good good wrap up. Uh, we solved nothing. We created more questions, I think, and um we'll just have to wait and see and We
1: you wasted your time.
0: <laughs> Hopefully not.
1: So yeah. a different podcast. So sure. All right, man. Good talking to you. Okay, buddy. Take you care. too. Take care.